0: Hello and welcome to Ground Control. I am your Captain Major Mark. In this episode, I sat down with Luke Tinsvold way back on his birthday this summer, and now it is almost two and a half months later, so you finally get your episode out, Luke. (laughs) I've known Luke for forever sitting down with him was just a blast i cracked up a ton during the interview i cracked up a ton again listening to it this is going to be my first multi-part episode i'm doing this just so that it's easier for me to edit a reasonable amount and get it out within a reasonable amount of time and then for you guys hopefully you can get the podcast in smaller chunks at a more consistent rate anyway without further ado here's the interview What's the most awkward, like,
1: getting started, get the ball rolling
0: kind of thing? A lot of the small ones that I did for episode two about COVID were kind of weird because I wasn't used to it, and... It wasn't a full-length episode, so I didn't have the time to, like, explain to them what I was doing. I was just like, can you just answer these questions real yeah. fast? And, like, it'll make sense later when I edit it.
1: I will say I haven't finished the COVID one. I was trying to listen to that uh, one a you long. don't have to. It like, would have been fresh back then. That would have been like, all right, yeah. But now it's
0: like, we're so into it, mm-hmm. you know? <sighs> that one's going to be more of a time capsule one.
1: Kind of part of the
0: function of it all. Yeah. When people tell me that they, like, haven't listened to every episode, though, I'm like... You don't
1: have to. <laughs> I found like some of those interesting ones to be ones I wasn't really expecting.
0: Sure. Yeah, I really like the ones with my mom. Oh yeah, Incredible. Those ones are kind of meaningful to me, I, I guess. I love
1: that question your mom asked at the end. Just such a simple one where she asks what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was
0: a good I was watching.
1: driving to Del Rapids that day. I was gonna go hike into this little spot in this area along the river and meditate there. And I heard that oh, on the shit. way and I'm unemployed as hell. <laughs> I was thinking of
0: meditation as like sitting cross-legged.
1: Which it can be. It's really just about sitting in like a comfortable pose or a pose that really like just makes sure your spine's all right. Your legs are stretched in a certain way. As long as you're able to stay stationary. The biggest thing about meditation is, let me put it this way, like you have thoughts, right?
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: good, good. Uh A good start. You're human. Right, And you have so many thoughts and at some point you start having these ideas where it's like, I can see life through the perspective of only my eyeballs. This body I have is just something controlled by my brain, something controlled by my thoughts. So then you start thinking that your thoughts are what you are. But you really aren't your thoughts. You can really go without thinking. And I know that's crazy to think. When I was talking to Preston about this, he was like, yeah, I try and go to bed, and I just have millions of thoughts pop in and out of my head. Preston's a smart
0: guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: He has millions of thoughts pop in and out of his head. The goal of... (coughs) of meditation is to it's to give your brain a break you aren't your thoughts you can live without thinking that's called truly being present that's hard to like think about until you just get really good at focusing on exactly what's going on right now and not having any thoughts about regrets of the past or fears of the future essentially accepting that everything comes and goes you can be sitting meditating and thoughts will come to you but they'll float away and the goal is to not entertain them but not to suppress them it's like (coughs) looking at clouds every cloud is just thought and what you're truly looking at is just the blue sky and those thoughts will come into your vision come out and every time you start to really focus in on a thought you just return to focusing on the breath and you can train yourself more and more to be like all right you're thinking too hard about this and you can apply that to your real life and you can have that that same mindfulness to so many things where you get really worked up about something and you can just tell yourself hey step back from that that literally isn't the world right now but you yeah. can get so anxious or so depressed that you think that that is absolutely the sole everything that's going on right now. Like when I had anxiety about a tax document, I was like, "This is the only important thing right now," and I'm
0: so worried about yeah. it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when really it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So I you, feel like that would be difficult for me. Like, is it something you get better at? I yeah, it?
1: it's something you get better at, and sometimes I'm bad at getting myself to like sit down and meditate the the day, even though I always know it's fine. You yeah. know, I always know it does good. Yeah. But there's certain things that you do during the day that are very mindful, meditative. Like if you look at your room and it's dirty and you're finally like, I'm going to clean this. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how much you don't think will you clean. You just clean. And that's just focusing on something. You have absolutely no thoughts. Your brain is just giving your body actions to do, and you're really present in that moment because you know where this goes, and you know where this goes. It's just a matter of grabbing that and putting it there. Next thing you know, you're not thinking at all. You're just putting stuff away. That's why people like listen to music because you can get really into music when you're cleaning because you're not really thinking about anything else.
0: I just interviewed Ben, and he kind of talked about how that is one of the best aspects of painting. He called it like a time portal where you just like slip into it, and then you're not even thinking about the painting anymore. I could see how that could be kind of meditative.
1: Yeah, that's like a daily one that I definitely see in people. Definitely, Mm -hmm. like, I've known people before that are like, sorry, just getting back to you. I was really in the zone cleaning my room. Or cleaning my apartment or whatever. And there were times in the past where I'd be, like, frustrated with that because I was just... Just thought I was giving them my all and all they were doing was cleaning and not focusing on anything. But they're doing something amazing for themselves and cleaning. Yeah. Because if they can be in the zone, that means that they're truly in the spot that was like good for them. Mm -hmm. For a good portion of the day. And now if if I get like, say if somebody was supposed to hang out or something like that. And they're like, sorry, I got really into cleaning. I'll be like, oh
0: yeah, keep cleaning (laughs) if you have more to do. Yeah. I think part of growing up in general, not to go too far into this, something that you come to terms with is like, Being happy for someone when they're not texting you back and just being like, you actually were like living in the moment doing some shit. Like that's awesome. Definitely. I used to be more like selfish about it. Like I didn't have to constantly be like texting back, but when someone else wouldn't, I don't know.
1: I had an era for a while while living with my brother and his girlfriend thinking really hard. Like one day I decided I'm just going to sit down and think really hard about the truths of life. Because I had to come to terms with myself, I had just gotten out of a long term relationship, and then like a relationship after that. And then I was like, I got to figure out what love actually is, or what the definition of it is to me, or maybe objectively, if there's a case there, right? pondered it for three days straight, and it was just the most mind-blowing thing to just start thinking and thinking, and everything made more and more sense, and I started drawing, like, models of, like, this spectrum of caring about oneself, and it starts with you being, like, basically selfish, as, like, any animal would be, caring for yourself on, like, a primitive sense, and that evolves kind of into, like, selfishness of, like, just being... Selfish, not necessarily caring about others more than yourself. And that's an alright life to live. You might not get the most exciting highs in the world, but you might not get the lowest lows in the world. Sure. You might just live a nice mundane boring life not that boring's ever bad it's just yeah kind of peaceful because you're not worrying about everything else but then you get to this middle area which i think there's this mm-hmm. threshold that once you get to that you don't really go back it's where you start putting other people first giving yourself the mindset i come last whether it's one person or the whole world that you're willing to put before yourself that's the next step and you start thinking like Oh, this is like truly, I am a good person now. But that's the problem. You start thinking that you're the good person for putting everybody else first. You're doing it for like an agenda towards yourself. It's like, yeah, that's truly selfish in that sense. The third area that you finally crank into caring about yourself enough that you, you learn that the only thing you truly know is your own brain and what's inside it. That's the only thing you can truly know. And you're even bad at knowing that. So get to knowing that, get to knowing yourself. And then once you care about yourself that much, don't know yourself that much, you care about others and it really comes naturally. And that's really like the third actual like selflessness by being ultimately selfish. And that's what I think meditating can really do. Did that go really far?
0: No, I love that. I think you tied that together beautifully. I think we should get into it. I think we should. Yeah. In meditation right now?
1: (laughs) Put your hands in some comfy spot. Set your feet flat, or however they're comfy. Whatever's
0: comfy. Now I'm overthinking it.
1: (laughs) Don't overthink it. Think nothing of it. See, you're realizing you're having so many thoughts when you don't need to. (laughs) Yeah. You're worrying about so much stuff that you don't need to worry about. As long as you can sit in this position and stay still. Just for this, because there's some bright lights and a lot of distractions, just close your eyes. First, focus on inhaling and what that looks like to you. For me, I always visualize... When we were in choir and we learned all about the diaphragm, how it's this muscle that pulls down your lungs and that's causing an air pressure difference in your lungs. So air has to flush into your lungs and fill it up like a big balloon. Then we exhale. It looks like when somebody vapes out a bunch of vapor. (laughs) It looks like that all the time, whether you can see it or not. Or if you're holding your breath during meditation, the thing I visualize there is definitely like in science class when they show you models for different states of matter, And gases, they're just a bunch of particles bouncing off all the walls, going all over. If you hold your breath and just focus on the fact that the air is still swirling inside you, whether you feel it or not, and breathe that out, you're focusing so much more on the breath. And every time a thought comes up, notice that a thought has come up, but then tell yourself, all right, return to focusing on breathing. And if you truly are having trouble with focusing on that breath, you have a million other things that you can feel right now. You are sitting in a chair. You can feel how your back feels against the chair, how every little board feels against your vertebrae. You can feel how the armrest feels against your elbows and how it's slightly displacing your skin or how awkwardly you chose to place your feet on the ground and didn't know that you'd be this deep into (laughs) meditation and having to worry about that. But you focusing on these moments and these things gives your mind more to the present moment. And less to thoughts that might bring you suffering or whatever, or overexcitement where there doesn't need to be. So with that in mind, just sit with this for as long as you can. focus on the breath, focus on whatever, and watch thoughts come in and out and float by
0: like clouds on the clouds only temporary. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of like falling asleep that's the thing i think eventually i got it because now it's hard to remember exactly the whole process of what just happened because i was trying to take notes of like so i could talk about it later and i was like don't take notes like that's the whole point just yeah let it go you absolutely. know absolutely but and eventually you
1: noticing that is part of the the brilliance of it. That's yeah. You noticing that's you <laughs> noticing the clouds gonna go out of view. The clouds gonna dissipate. Yeah. But I, the it felt like sleeping thing. That was something I talked about to to Preston once again. He was asking me about how to meditate. He was like, Yeah, sometimes I do it, and I just fall asleep, or like I start to fall asleep. And he said, What do I do then? And I said, It means you're sleepy, man. It means <laughs> you're tired, and your body literally wants you to sleep. Yeah. In that in that moment, you're being mindful of the fact that you're tired. And there's probably better things to do than meditate at that point. It's to go to bed. <laughs> and he was like, oh.
0: Because
1: <laughs> otherwise, like I said earlier, we're, we got food and I said, otherwise I'm just going to sit around constantly thinking about how I want some food in me. Even if I'm not super duper hungry, the thought of food is going to keep... Jumping back in, I'm going to keep having that temptation or like that bodily need of like, I need food to survive. Mm-hmm. If I don't have it in me, I can't have like clear thoughts. And that's why people get hangry and all sorts of things. And that's why people get grumpy when they're tired because they literally need that. And to meditate and come to the conclusion, I need to sleep. It's just being as honest as you can with yourself. <laughs> like you're finally setting aside the time to do meditating, to like do something good for your brain and for your psyche. You go to do it. And you come to a better conclusion than than <laughs> yeah, than any like great realization or anything like that. It's like, I'm aware of what I need and don't have these constant thoughts of, I need to stay up and do this. I need to stay up and do this. What if I drink a lot of caffeine and stay up and do this? Yeah. No, your body wants you know,
0: yeah. a certain thing. And there's primal things you need to take care of. It reminded me of sleeping or trying to sleep in the aspect of like, once I got through all of the because like i wanted to like note on how it was going and then i was like let that go and then i kept like visualizing stuff and that was the hardest part for me it was like oh it gets weird (laughs) seeing stuff in my brain yeah and then once i finally got into it the reason i knew that i had gotten into it only happened when it was over like after probably i don't i have no idea how much time we were doing that oh yeah all of a sudden i was like (laughs) like <laughs> it felt like i woke up from it yeah. i was like that's when i like started to move and stuff because i was like i don't want to do it again right now but it was kind of cool yeah
1: um, uh, oh the one thing that really woke me up to it as to how it should go is uh when i was at del- this area outside of del rapids one time and i went and sat on this perfect little ledge perfectly made for me and i'd hiked all the way to that spot this little ledge over the river and i meditated there for a while but i opened my eyes and looked around, and I was like, holy shit, this place is gorgeous. <laughs> and I had noticed that there was this huge pink tree right along the path I'd taken to the spot I was at, and I didn't even see this huge pink tree. And yeah. I looked at the water, and I was like, I never noticed how much the water ripples and turns and all this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so like, non-observant like that in yeah. daily life, too.
1: So, in a sense, to just take it, give your brain a full break from processing thoughts. It brings you back with this like greater insight of just like all right how do we process thoughts when we have to mm-hmm. it's like all right thoughts are temporary the thing you're talking about with visuals coming to your mind i have I've, I've done it so many times now to where it's not like daily things i worry about it might be like long-term long-term thoughts that people or scenarios i think about often uh like work or or Exes or something like that. Their face or the scenario will appear in my head, and I'll be like, "All right, that just happens all the time." It fades away, but then my brain's like, "All right, if he's not gonna take any of our thought bait, here's this." And I, mean, I shouldn't say my brain. I'm trying to help my brain, here. but here's this, and it gives me a random childhood memory. It's suppressed, <laughs> and it's usually just like, it's not like anything terrible. It's like, here's a playground from vacation. <laughs>
0: That's perfect. And it's so tempting. That's perfect. It's like,
1: oh, my God, I want to dive deep into this and study this. But I know that's the past, and I know that means nothing now. And I know once I come out of this, and if I come out of meditation, I'm like, I really focus on that playground too much. I know I'm going to think that. I think I'm going to be like, it wasn't even that cool of a playground. (laughs) I was just a kid when I saw it. But it's like these weird snapshot memories from when I was a kid, especially dreams I had as a kid. Those come back all of a sudden it's like here's this random scenery you remember from this dream 15 years ago and it's like oh you're right but back to the breath (laughs) it gets really it's gotten really weird for me but that just might be a personal thing i haven't talked to anybody about
0: if they have that weird huh yeah i want to try this more and like see where it goes because reflecting on it i feel like i was trying to visualize my breath the first thing that came to mind was uh that was like elementary school, gym, giant parachutes, oh, rainbow perfect. parachutes. I love that. I was, the kids going up and down with those. I
1: was trying to give you a few pointers and just things to visualize. I, I mentioned that we were both in choir and they
0: talked about the mm-hmm. diaphragm a bunch, but I just didn't know if that would do anything for you. <laughs> I, but you no, know, the parachute, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. There's and then I was of- thinking of like my stomach being like a cave, I guess. And then after like enough of that, I was like, get yourself out of picturing stuff i could yeah because like to fight having thoughts i replaced it with pictures and then i was like all right now we got to get rid of the pictures (laughs) which is a
1: good step but
0: yeah i started like i couldn't stop imagining myself sitting in my chair like when i was trying to focus on my breath and like how my body felt sitting in this chair i couldn't stop like being over there like three feet away from us like looking at us oh i've had that before Where i've (laughs) pictured myself Standing over
1: myself in the chair. (laughs) Whenever I picture my own face, I don't picture it too clearly. But there I am, like, I can see it as it is. Like, even flipped the way it is to where when I take, like, a selfie, it's not how everybody else sees me. Yeah. It's flipped. I can see it the other way around. I was looking straight at my face, and I was like, how can my brain process this much? (laughs) It's like, in the absence of having to think about things, your brain puts all of its energy to something else. And that's why you started going to picturing things, which is still thinking. But like you can slowly change that focus to just being here. I don't think it's necessarily terrible to, to have pictures, picturing things if it doesn't really mm-hmm. escape you from the present moment. Say you're picturing a cave and you start thinking about some cave dungeon in Zelda or something like that. And you're like, <laughs> and oh, I remember when I got that for this console. And oh, we used to play that all the time at the old house. And, I remember Jack would be really rude some days at the old house, but then we'd still have fun. Then you're so deep into something, yeah. and you're living in the past, you're like, when really, that's the furthest place you need to be. Yeah. You need to be right here, because you don't have another choice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah, I like that. I'm going to get myself a backup beer. <laughs> I learned from the best. I wish backup beers wasn't a specialty of mine.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in and being part of Ground Control. Be sure to stay tuned next week. We will continue this interview with part two of the Luke Tinsvold saga. In the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Major underscore Mark for updates on upcoming interviews, episodes, and more. And other than that, just remember to vote.